Studios. This, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. So, Scott Fox, how, <laughs> how did it go yesterday? You were up very, very late um, as those early ballots. I, I shouldn't even say all early ballots, but as all of the results started to come in. And you were up until 1.30 in the morning. What are your thoughts so far as we stand right now on Wednesday morning at 9.30? I stayed up. Because I wanted to see Trump and Biden speak and see what they had to say uh, as far as um, the results so far were concerned. And it was exactly like we expected. Biden is hanging on to a thread right now. Biden is. Oh, I'm sorry. Hi, everybody. Now let's get back to it. Uh, Biden is hanging on to a thread in that he's, oh, keep the hope alive. We're we're optimistic. I think we're going to win. And Trump is like, this is bullshit. I want to I want the fucking Supreme Court involved here because uh, we shouldn't still be counting these ballots. And they both have a point. I mean, Biden is saying you should uh, be patient and wait. And sure, you should be patient. You should wait. Trump's right in that these votes should have been counted already. Uh, You'll recall that he fought to get these mail in ballots thrown out completely. And if Trump comes out on the losing end of those mail in ballots, you can bet that they are all going to be challenged it is going to be a tedious vote by vote review between scrutineers from the democrats and the republicans and maybe the independents too they're all going to look at every single ballot and verify that the id was authentic that it's a good clean true ballot because it is so close cat uh i'm nobody expected it to be this close once again the polls were wrong and don't at me with this oh margin of error bullshit we all knew they were wrong everybody said going into it the polls were wrong Donald Trump had an outstanding performance with the popular vote, and he showed up in states that nobody expected him to win. So as we record this podcast, it's about 9.35 a.m. I'm looking at some of the the toss-ups, the swing states. Donald Trump won Florida handily. Joe Biden won Arizona pretty convincingly. It was a million four hundred thousand to a million three hundred thousand. That's a good win for Joe Biden in Arizona. Georgia, I don't understand why they haven't called this yet. I mean, uh, what do we got here? 94% of the vote is in, and Trump is up 50.5% to 48.3%. There's a pretty big difference of tens of thousands of ballots here. Trump won Iowa. That's, that's relevant. It's only six electoral college votes, but that matters. Iowa's a toss-up state. Michigan, up until about 9 o'clock this morning, maybe 8 o'clock, was leaning towards Donald Trump. Now it's swung to Joe Biden. 94% of the vote is in. The Democrats are at 49.4%. The Republicans are at 49.1%. 0.3% in Michigan. And that's because they're still counting up these ballots that got mailed in. I don't understand why they took a break. And I think that's the real issue here is that they took a break and stopped counting. You know, you guys had four years to rest up. You could have pulled an (laughs) all-nighter. Well, my question was regarding the break. Everybody needs a break from what they're doing, especially if it's strenuous. And no doubt going through ballots doesn't, that's like, no thanks. That never sounds like a fun job to me. So needing a mental break makes a lot of sense. But they cannot tag in and out. Like, that's what I was wondering is, well, do they not have people on shift doing this? I guess not. I guess they don't. I mean, I'm not sure what process they're using. But Michigan and Pennsylvania are really holding up the process here. You know, I'll get to uh, Pennsylvania in a sec. Minnesota, uh, Joe Biden won that very convincingly. 
That was a big win in Minnesota for him. But North Carolina, here we go again. 94% of the vote is in, and Trump is up by almost 100,000 votes. I don't understand why they haven't called this yet. New Hampshire goes to the Democrats. Nevada, the Democrats are leading there, but it's very, very close with only 67% of the vote in. Nevada, what is going Are you guys all at the casino? Like, start fucking counting. Let's go. Ohio, convincingly. To Donald Trump, 53.4% to 45.2%. They've called that one already for Trump. Uh, I'm sure everybody's heard this. If you watched any election coverage last night, they all said the same thing. Since 1964, nobody has won the White House without winning Ohio. Okay, Trump just won Ohio. Trump won Texas. Wisconsin, it's close. They haven't called it yet, but with 95% of the vote in... Right now, you've got Joe Biden at 49.6 and Donald Trump at 48.9. But there's a difference there of only 27,000 votes. That's uh, that's not a very big margin. Pennsylvania, Trump's at 54.5%, but there's only 64% of the vote in. You know, a lot of people say, follow the money. Look at what the bookies are doing. Mm -hmm. People were messaging me all night. I can't believe how many Canadians were putting money on U.S. elections. But here's the way it worked. Joe Biden, heavy favorite. Donald Trump, shortly after results started coming out, pulled to even odds. They were calling it a toss-up. Then Trump went ahead. Now Biden's back ahead as a heavy favorite. So I don't know what the bookies know that we don't know, but either way, there's a lot of explaining to do here. Can I just say, too, with the book, with with all of this being popular, voting on it, we don't have a lot of sports right now. A lot of the seasons have wrapped up. So if this is what we got, this is what we go with. You know what? It's better than any sport anyway. It's yeah. back and forth. You True. got a bad guy and a good guy. There's a home team and a visitor here. I uh, I don't blame people for wanting to get involved in this. But Pennsylvania and Michigan are a big problem here. Still down in the 60% area for vote counting. And I don't understand how those two are so far behind when someone like Ohio can be at 94% already. Why weren't they counting all night? I do see this going to the Supreme Court. And I do see, well, actually, it'll start off in a lower court and then eventually go up to the Supreme Court. But I think in those states where it's real close, they're going to look at every single one of those mail-in ballots, as they should. There was a suggestion from the start that there's going to be some fraud here. They have to go and check every one of those ballots to make sure there's not fraud. Right. And I don't know if people are ever going to be satisfied. This is a worst-case scenario for America. America just wanted to do what they've always done. They wanted to vote. Find out on election night around 10, 11, 12 o'clock who the winner is, hear the acceptance speech, and go on with their lives. Democrats, they've got to be wondering, how the hell did Trump get so strong in the popular vote? How the hell did Trump just handily win Ohio and Florida? Mm-hmm. How did he have such an easy run and, 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 and such in Iowa? How is he coming back in South, or sorry, North Carolina? South Carolina, Georgia. I don't understand why this is even a toss up. This shouldn't even be a conversation as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, uh, we don't know a lot at this point. And I was hoping to give you a a take on what the next four years are going to look like. I was hoping to give the loser some advice on how this should be handled. But we just don't know who the winner is. So let me ask you, knowing what we know now, who Mm -hmm. wins this? Because everybody's asking me.
Oh my gosh. I don't, you know, I, I still, you know, it's funny. I, I don't even know much more than I did yesterday, even with all this new knowledge that we have. How messed up is that? I still, I'm going to still stick with what I said. I think it's going to be very narrowly Trump. Very narrowly. As it stands right now, when it comes to uh, declared and leading, Joe Biden is at 270 electoral college votes. 270. Trump is at 267. So if they stopped counting right this second, Joe Biden would be the next president of the United States. Donald Trump would challenge the living shit out of that. Mm -hmm. And really, nobody would blame him. If you're in an election that close, one that said it was going to be a blowout, and you got that close, you're going to want recounts. And this could drag on for a very, very, very long time. Although I think for the sake of democracy, I mean, don't forget, this is the world leader in democracy. They take their their way of doing things into countries all over the world and tell them, you should do it like we do. And I think right now the rest of the world is looking at them thinking, you guys don't know what the fuck you're doing. Right. That's how bad it is. Yeah. But anyway, that's our take on the uh, election so far. We will continue to watch it all day. I'm going to be all over this. Did you see my little war room last night? I did see your war room. So I counted four screens. There's five total. You just can't see one of them in the picture. Gotcha. It's uh, a fun little setup that I like to do on election night. People are asking me where you can get that map that I've got, the Electoral College map. First off, most of the news sites have one of them. The interactive one that I look at where you can change it to... Uh, Democrat, Republican, leaning, undecided, flip it to an independent if you want. That's at 270towin.com in case you want to check that out. Let's talk about COVID for a second here. God damn it, Teresa. Holy (laughs) shit. How many times have you said that? Holy shit. Uh, Let me read you the story that I had in the news this morning. This is unbelievable in case you don't, in case you haven't heard the latest when it comes to COVID here. Canada's chief public health officer, Dr. Teresa Tam, says the country has about 30,000 active COVID-19 cases right now. Dr. Tam is now making a pitch for Canadians that do wear a non-medical mask, the ones that most of us have, you know, the cloth ones that we bought on Etsy or somebody sewed for us, that sort of shit. Right. The, The ones that she's been asking us to wear to slow the spread. She now says, yeah, it should actually be a three-layer mask. Three layers of material. If you're not going to wear a medical-grade mask, you're going to wear a material one. It should be three layers of material to, and I quote, reduce the risk of spreading the virus. Tam says the fit of the mask is crucial, saying it should be pinched at the nose and completely cover the mouth and nose. She says the latest numbers that have come out show people that are infected with the virus are getting sicker. First off, how is she still employed? Like, I don't understand why she hasn't been fired yet. You know, I... I, I The only person I think listening to her right now is Justin Trudeau himself. So I said from the beginning when we... Sorry, I shouldn't even say from the beginning. From like, I don't know, like a quarter way through when we started to realize, hey, wait a fucking minute. You said no masks and now you're saying masks. 
I give I give passes for certain things because this is a new virus. This is one that we are still not even we still don't even know everything about this virus. So I totally give a pass as humans, regardless of what your job title is or how educated you are. Humans are still learning about what this virus humans are still trying to figure out how much if so, if it does mutate. Um, So I give passes for a lot of little things like, okay, at first we truly didn't know. Now it's like, oh, shit, it is respiratory. You should be wearing masks. But at a certain point, you wonder, like, what else is going to come of this? What are we going to learn? Are we going to learn at the end of all of this that masks really did shit all altogether? Because I'm worried that we're going to get to a point where some of the practices that we've been doing, and it's always good to wash your hands. It's always good to keep a distance if you don't want to get sick. But are we doing too much for this? Or are we not doing enough for this? I am like I wish we could. Fa- I wish I had a time machine. I'd hop in that DeLorean and I'd figure out like what what is what are we doing right now that's not right? Because it seems like every month to two months we're learning something new about oh guys we could have should have would have done this or oh guess what it's not it's not spread that way. And again, I give I give certain I, I chill out a little bit when it comes to human error because truly they're learning as they go. But I need to know. I would like to know answers. Like straight up. Give me the proof or the reason why you think that these masks don't work. Did people get sick? Did you do a lot of tests on that? Were people, did someone who had COVID wear that and then they got someone else sick, even though they were wearing a single layer mask, for example, or a cloth mask the whole time? Tell me how, I want to know details. How in depth did you get on this? Because I don't want you to turn this shit around next week and say, oh, actually, those are fine. It's okay. Like, fuck off. Like, figure yeah. it out, do, run the tests, do what you have to do, and come at us when you have real hard, cold facts. Because this is what's p- pissing people off. You're only going to make these p- people who are maybe already questioning it, or anti-maskers even, to the extreme. You're going to prove them right in a way by constantly changing your fucking mind when you are the one in charge. Come up with no. a solid, rational conclusion and then tell us what's up. You're absolutely right. You are bang on. Nobody has done more for the conspiracy theories and to fuel the the questioning about the public health guidance than Teresa Tam herself. Mm-hmm. You can't flip-flop like this. It was never a bad idea to wear a mask. Never. It was never a bad idea to wear a three-layer mask. You said at first masks won't help. Not, eh, we're not sure. You said they won't help. And then... When the World Health Organization, who a lot of people don't trust either, when they came out and said, yeah, you should be wearing a cloth mask if you don't have a surgical mask and uh, three layers of material. She didn't say that. That wasn't our guidance here in Canada. Just wear a face covering. That's why people are getting away with just pulling up their turtleneck when they walk into Esso to pay for their gas when they forgot their mask and shit like that. Now you're telling us they should be even more because I'll be honest with you. That's very contradictory from what we're seeing here in Ontario. Yesterday in Ontario, over a thousand new cases for just the third time. But out comes the premier. I think Doug's getting a little skeptical himself, by the way. I don't know if you've watched any of his news conferences, but I think even he's starting to because the politicians are hearing the people. And it's not just Ford. It's the mayors and the the council people and, and so on and so forth. I think they're really starting to to lean more towards the public and the public is skeptical of public health. And whereas the premier from the beginning, it was a trap for Doug from the start. If he had strayed even a little bit 
from what Dr. David Williams and Dr. Yaffe were suggesting, people would have crucified him. Oh, here's a conservative not listening to the science. So he did everything that they told him to do. Now people are saying, wait the fuck. Hold on a second here. This is fucking stupid. What are we doing? Why did we close down restaurants for a month when the spread just kept getting worse and the numbers kept going up? What did that end up doing? And I think even the, the politicians are starting to think to themselves, the people are kind of right here. You know, they told us to shut down the restaurants. They told us to shut down the gyms and the movie theaters. And the numbers got worse. Right. Duh. Yeah. It's because people were forced into their gatherings in their private homes and, when there is no rules. And numbers out of it, which are so important, too. Businesses are fucking getting crushed based on these decisions. Thank you. They totally are. We just put a lot of people through a lot of hardship. And sure enough, just yesterday, as Tam's saying we need to wear more masks and the numbers are going up, the premier is in kind of a tough spot now. So he said, OK, fine, we're going to do two things. We're going to introduce a color coding system, and we're going to let the hot spots reopen. So gyms, movie theaters, and indoor dining rooms are going to be allowed to reopen as of this Saturday. Toronto will be a week later, and that was specifically at the request of Mayor John Tory in Toronto. He wants one more week with the restrictions, one more week of driving these restaurants out of business, one more week of making people suffer without their gyms and stuff like that, which nearest I can tell we're doing a fine job at, at keeping up with the public health advice. The advice was distance people put up plexiglass, sanitize everything in between sessions, stagger people, uh, limited capacity. They were doing all those things Mm -hmm. and you still fucking shut them down. Yeah. And now you want to make them wait even more. It's very frustrating to me, but I'm glad to see that a I don't know if the, the chief medical officers of health here in Ontario agree with the premier's decision or if they advised him, well, you can, but it's not a good idea. I don't know what went into that decision, but I am glad that finally they're doing the right thing and going to allow these places to open. Then let's see what happens with the numbers. Right. You know, I'm going to get together with some friends this weekend. This weekend, we're going to get together. And if the restaurants were closed, we'd be at somebody's house. And we'd be passing glasses and bottles and plates around like you wouldn't believe because we're going to eat and we're going to drink. And I will not be wearing a mask into my buddy's living room in a restaurant. Yeah, I will be. I will be. You just have to. That's the rule. I will leave my name for contact tracing. I will uh, uh, put my mask on when I have to get up and go to the bathroom or when I'm not going to be distanced from strangers that are outside my bubble. I wouldn't be doing that. If I was at somebody's house and that's the problem is social gatherings. All the evidence suggests that this community spread is coming from close contact. We set up the system to be completely opposite that if you're out in public. So I think it's a smart decision. I'm sure no matter what he does, he's going to get shit on for this. But the new color system will at least help us a little bit. Yesterday, they announced that the color coded system will work like this at a regional level. Green. Prevent level. That has the lightest restrictions. That's just basic restrictions on on social gatherings and stuff like that. Then they go up a little bit. Yellow is protect mode. Orange, restrict. Red, control. And then gray is a full-blown last resort lockdown like we were in during the spring. 
The premier says you'll know what color your region is in, and that should signal to businesses and to regular people the way things are going. So where our radio show is out of, Waterloo Region, that's in the green right Mm -hmm. now. Wellington, Dufferin, Guelph, that's in the green right now. But you don't have to go far. Right over to Brant, right over to Hamilton, Halton Region, they're in the yellow. That means they got to be a little more cautious, a little more strict on those public health rules. Okay, thank you. I think they should put up a sign. when you're In the same way you see those signs that say, uh, welcome to Toronto, population 3 million people, that sort of thing. We should have a color indicator right there on the sign that says what color that region is in. Oh, just so snap. you know. You want it displayed. Sure. Everybody should Let know. It shouldn't know. be a secret what color every region gotcha. is. No, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I mean, if you get to uh, uh, a place where you're heading into a yellow, maybe you will be a little more cautious, as you should. If you get to a red, uh-oh, better be careful here. Better be careful. You know, it just makes sense that people have all the information, and there's a lot of people who feel we haven't been told the whole story. And I'm not saying we have or haven't. I'll trust the numbers that come out from the government until somebody actually proves them wrong. But when we're seeing 1,050 new cases a day, when we're already in those modified stages in certain areas and they're still pumping out crazy numbers, it just makes sense that we did the wrong thing. We shouldn't have done that. We shouldn't have closed those businesses. Thank God they're reopening. And I'm happy for those business owners. Me too. A friend of mine owns a restaurant in Mississauga, and I already saw it posted this morning. Make your reservations for this weekend. Good for you. And I hope that dining room is distanced and following the rules, but sold out. I really, really hope that you guys have a great weekend. And to those servers that have been, again, forced onto the whatever we call the serb now. And what is I hope it called that, now? I don't even know. It's so confusing. I'm, I'm not even sure that anyone knows. Sure. I hope that you guys make a ton of money in tips. And if you're going to a restaurant this weekend in York Region, Peel Region, Ottawa, tip well take care of those people mm-hmm. make a reservation support those restaurants and businesses if you're a, a member at at good life great go enjoy your workout this weekend you deserve it you were put in a shitty situation and so was that gym so i'm glad that we're writing a, a wrong here in my estimation anyway but of course you're welcome to disagree with us anytime like many of you do just go ahead and uh, send your nastiness. Send your nasties to Scott Fox on air on Instagram. DM. Or cat on air on Instagram. <laughs> you can send them equally. I don't mind. You know what? I love, I love hearing other people's opinions and me too. You know, I do. It, it's incredible because I'm, because it, we all come from different perspectives, right? We, we say things based on what we've seen and done, and maybe there's something you've seen and done and you go, guys, I think you should consider this. And a lot of them, by the way, the, the, the DMs that I get are, are fantastic, like are eye-opening and like, really, I did not know that. So, yeah. hey, we appreciate it. We're not just here to, to tell you about all the things. We love hearing from you, too. So make sure you do that. Honest to goodness, uh, Scott Fox on air, cat on air, cat with a K. Uh, tell us something uh, based on what we talk about on the podcast or if there's something you want to talk, you want us to talk about, that's great, too. An even split in today's podcast, Uh, U.S. election at the beginning, COVID at the end. That's great. Tomorrow, we might know a little bit more about what's going on with the COVID restrictions. Uh, Although I don't I think tomorrow is going to be all election stuff. The show that we wanted to do today, I think, is going to happen tomorrow. I think by the end of the day today, we will have a lot more clarity as to who's going to be the new president. I would think they'll be done counting most of the ballots by today. And then tomorrow, it's just going to be a matter of, did Biden lose and will he concede? Or did Trump lose and is he going to court? 
Because I don't see Trump walking away quietly. No. And I don't think most people blame him, not when it's this close. And he's proved that the polls were wrong. But I also don't know if Biden's going to concede. I really don't. Even if Trump ends up winning, if Trump wins Michigan and Pennsylvania and the states he's leading in now, he will be president again. I don't know if Biden's going to say, oh, all right, well, we tried. See you later, everybody. And just wander back to Delaware. If he does, then he really does deserve the title of Sleepy Joe. You know what? I'm out. Good night. Exactly. See ya. Have yourselves a fantastic hump day, everybody. Be nice to people around you. And remember, it's okay to disagree, and you don't have to call them an asshole or a libtard or a a Nazi or a racist or whatever other shitty name you call people that you disagree with. Just be nice. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.